Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hold on, no good trap, sons and traps. Trap, sons and trap, don't sons and trap. I could get possibly, but times are hard for couples right now. If you live together, especially if you're a comic and you're used to being on the road and like right, right now the road is my living is my couch, you know, like it used to be the road was another state. Now it's like, yeah. I can't even leave, leave my house. And I got into an argument with my wife because my dog is like, first of all, the dog is from the ex-girlfriend. So she's already, so there's, always, there's, always, there's always that. <laughs> so there's always a bit of, there's already a bit of prejudice there. And then the dog is now like 14 years old. It bit my kid. It bit my, it, it bit her. It bit, it can't see. It's shitting everywhere. It was used as bait for pit bull fighting. So I have a soft spot for it. It's walking into the, the cat litter. It doesn't know where it is. And it's, it's on, it's on its last limb. And, but, but it's shitting everywhere and peeing everywhere. And, and my wife's, and then I'm on the, if I'm on the road, she has to take care of it. And I'm like, what do you want me to do? I'm not going to give the dog the vet told me the dog can still be okay. The vet said that you can keep the dog alive. So I'm spending $400 a month on medic- medicine for it. Oof. At least keep this dog alive. And I'm like, what do you want me to do? You know? So I don't know. Anyway. I know what she wants you to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> and I got to tell you, I'm not entirely not on her side i see both sides i I can see both sides yeah exactly and i can see both sides too but there is a humane aspect you know i've seen this before and i'm not saying this is necessarily the case with you adam but i've seen it before where owners love their dogs too much to put them down so instead they let them suffer and to the outside looking in again i'm not saying that's you i i I was on i I, I lost it uh and then it was you know but it was to your point what you were saying earlier you know i used to say it all the time i was like we're so lucky in that you know being comedians we have these natural breaks built into our job description you know, I mean, no matter what, it's like, all right, see ya. You know, and then you, whenever you go away, you miss your wife so much, and you get to. It's like it re, it's like this constant refresher that you get to go on, and then and now we don't have that, and now we're just on top of each other twenty four seven, and uh, and it is stressful for for all couples. I mean, I and you know the whole reason I went to Vegas the other weekend was because we reached that point, you know, of the pandemic where. Everything I said, but was driving my wife crazy. Like every single thing. Like I'd be, I, I would be like summer, and they would just be like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta. You need a break from the noise. I dig it. I'm out. Oh, I, you know." I, and it yeah, was, and it, it helped. It was really, it was, just, it was a it great was restart. Like, I got up at eight at six in the morning for the baby. Went back to bed at eight. She thinks she thinks going to bed, waking up at nine is sleeping in. 
and, and then, but it's, but, but I'm also, again, for regular people, it is, but for comedians, that's, up, I'm also that's doing two like, hours early. And I'm that's two doing, hours early for the podcast and I'm doing shows at night. So it's like, yeah, the day is, is, is like completely stretched out. Anyway, let's talk about fighting. Cause I know that I, I fucking, I'm not getting divorced. I love my wife. She's great. It's just fucking hard. It's hard on everybody. I don't know why. Everybody, I'm dude. I don't know why I'm even talking. Everybody. I know I'm gonna get fucking free comments from people, uh, for, but whatever. Try my hardest. And then she books a fucking hotel in Vegas this week. I'm going. I'm going to Toothless Tom's wedding this Saturday, uh, and she books a hotel. Without, who, who is who is Toothless Tom? Tom Glitchio. Yeah. And uh, then she books a hotel that doesn't have dogs. So now what do I? So now what do I do? So that seems pretty deliberate. Well, I know, but now, now, we have really, to, that's, that's actually very sneaky. Like, got us the hotel. Oh, we can't bring the dog. It won't I be know, but we're keeping, but we're keeping my baby at my dad's. Uh, I mean, no, 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 I mean, the nanny's coming to watch the baby, but the nanny refuses to watch the dog because it's bitten her. And then, uh, and then I'm not going to keep the dog at my dad's because God forbid he gets COVID from walking him. You know, so now I just killed my, the dog killed off my father. You know, so it's like, you can um, drop the dog at a doggy hotel. There's plenty yeah, of those in yeah, LA. Right. No, but I don't think they're. I don't think they're operating right now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, don't I know. think they're part of the whole. You know. All right. Let's lockdown. talk about. Fights. I don't know. I, I'm not for sure, but because there's one right on the Brea, and it doesn't look like it's been open in months. So that's. But that's the depth of my knowledge on that. And and uh, yeah, the, you're in a, you're in a pickle, buddy. No, my ex got this dog. Did no fucking research on it. It was missing an ear. Then we take it to the dog fucking park. It attacks every dog by the throat. I realize it's a bait dog for pit bull fighting. Then she's like, I can't take care of him because they're gonna because he keeps biting everybody and they're gonna kill him and yada yada. I'm like, I'll take him. She gets another dog that looks just like him, just to fucking just to piss. Like she gets a nice version of him. I mean, clearly you should have married the dog. And then she dated Anthony Jeselnik. I mean, <laughs> that's the anyway, one you're so. committed to. <laughs> I know, that's what my wife says. She's like, she goes, you guys, I'm getting a, she's like, you guys could go, go uh, you know, sleep together and stuff. I don't know, whatever. She's like, I thought he'd be dead by now. She keeps saying that. I don't know. But I'm anyway, happy here. I got, I'm happy Pinned got into the North Hollywood Film Festival. That's badass. Yeah, man. That's great. Yeah. In uh, the uh, Studio City Film Festival. All right, McCorkle, how are you? Doing all right, man. I was just thinking when Greg, actually two things. One, um, all your wife wants to know is that the, you that she is more important than the dog. That's all you have to make sure she knows. Yeah. And then she'll be cool. Make sure you know she knows that you would sacrifice that dog and eat it raw if it made her happy. And then she'll be cool. And then secondly- And then do it. Um, and secondly, uh, Greg was saying, you know, like couples need to break from each other. Uh, so stand-up works out. This actually works out for Brandon Schaub because- this COVID thing has given his uh, his fans a break from Brendan Schaub. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. It's been really nice for them that I don't have to pretend like he's funny anymore. Uh, that's one. I'm just going to keep tally this week. Yeah, yes. Uh, I know. I know. I know. I have, that's that, what my wife says. That's what? That's exactly what she says. And she is the number one priority in my life. She really you is. Know, you know, what's his name? Keeps, keeps track of all the cup checks uh, during the UFC fights. Yeah. I'm going to keep track of all the, the shop checks. All right. Let's that's go. one. We're one. Yeah, one good one. By the way, I, I, I took my wife to the zoo yesterday, my wife, and, and the baby to the zoo. And, and, the, and my wife, the, the baby kept saying, let's see elephants. And then, like, she kept pointing to the cages and goes, look, elephant. But there were, like, these huge people in front of the thing. Oh, no. You're like, shh, that's the joke we make at home, honey. <laughs> yeah, it's like, All right. That's a home joke. Let's talk about uh, 
Corey Sanhagen. Man, he proved Woo. me wrong. He proved me wrong. Proved me wrong, too, boy. I, you know, it's a testament to, to, to I mean, this the, the length thing. I mean, I, I don't know if it started. It kind of started. I mean, John Jones was really the guy that, like, you're like, wow, this length can make such a huge difference in these divisions. And you saw it again uh, on Saturday with Sandhagen. I mean, wow, Marias couldn't get to him. That wheel kick also. Now, I mean, how do you prepare for that, Sean? Um, since you're the only fighter here. <laughs> Just pray to God it doesn't happen. That's what no one <laughs> – nobody could defend that, man. No one sees that coming. That's – that's like, that's out of a movie, you know what I mean? Like you just don't see it coming, man. That's like, what that's I was thinking. It's like you know what's crazy about fighting. It's like there are times you could do everything right, but still lose, and yeah. that and and that's one of the saddest things. I mean, like even like the Ben Askren versus Masvidal, like he did not know there was a flying knee coming in five seconds. Like like right. like granted, I mean look, looking back in hindsight, maybe Askren should have realized, hey, don't start every single fight. Just put your head down, sort of, coming, <laughs> you know. But it worked 18 out of 18 times before that, you know? So, but how, how many times when you're sparring do guys throw that in sparring? None if they don't want to get beat up. Um, you know, I heard a story about uh, Matt Mitrell's notorious for sparring too hard, and he was going to spar with, um, what's his name, Overeem when, when he was on a bunch of steroids, so most of his career. Um, but, no, he was, uh, was going <laughs> to spar with Overeem, and I knew it was going to go badly because Overeem was known for sparring too hard, and Matt was known for sparring too hard. So Matt calls me. He goes, dude, you ain't going to believe what happened. I said, let me guess. You hit Overeem or kicked him too hard. He got mad and beat you up. And he goes, wait, did somebody already tell you? I said, no, I just know you and I know him, you know. And I guess Matt, Matt's telling me, he said, yeah, I, I inside leg kicked him. Okay, maybe a little too hard, maybe twice, maybe three, four, five times, whatever. He said too hard, but he goes, all of a sudden, Overeem's throwing spinning back fists, spinning wheel kicks, knees with no pads, you know, into my ribs, stuff like that, and end up hurting Matt, but uh, yeah, nobody does anything stupid like that unless they want to get beat up for real, man, and sparring. So. Well, but if guys aren't doing that in sparring, then how are you going to prepare for it in a fight? Just hope to God they're not slick enough to pull it off, because that doesn't work. I mean, that's not going to work 99 times out of 100, man. That right? Yeah, perfect. usually that's going to miss the target. Yeah, perfect timing, perfect balance. The guy happened to hold his, his ankle weird at a well, weird no, angle, you know, we, like... Well, you know we, we, we haven't even got to that one yet. We're talking about the first one. The first spinning wheel kick with uh, Morass versus uh, Sanhagen. Oh, I thought you were talking about the one where the guy caught his leg and he. No, we'll just... get to that next. No, that's the superhero kick, man. That yeah, shit let's... doesn't even exist. Right, well, but, yeah, let's get to that. See, now they kept saying how uh, Impa um, always has like he's he's brand new with fighting. He's newer. He's newer. Hasn't taken so much damage. He's newer. He's newer. He's green. Is that holding on to that kick as long as he did? and not throwing it to the side, is that something a green fighter would do? Uh, I think it's something anybody would do that's never been kicked like that before, but I bet you see it a lot less now, like the guys have seen it, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like uh, when Conor McGregor had a movement coach, nobody had one until he started winning fights, and all of a sudden everybody's playing grab ass in the park with a guy with a ponytail, you know? Or maybe that was just me. But yeah. um, I should have said Brendan Schaub there, but I didn't want to jump the count up too quick. Um, but, no, it's uh, – <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's, um, that's two, that's it two. counts. It counts. <laughs> two, <laughs> two, but yeah, it's, uh, no, I mean you can't see that coming. But I bet guys, guys will try it now more, just like John John Jones spinning elbows. You know, like he was the first one to start doing that, and people are like, "Man, that does work." You know, so then everybody started doing it. And then uh, Gustafsson got him with one. You know, it's just uh, evolution of the game, man. You're gonna start seeing more and more stuff. And you remember back in the day, a wheel kick never happened ever. You know, what I mean, let alone twice in the same night. I mean, nobody. Cain Velasquez landed that one on um, Travis Brown. 
Um, and that's one of the only ones I'd ever seen, you know what I mean, that, that was successful like that. So it's, uh, it's going to happen more and more, uh, I think, as the sport evolves. Man, guys are – actually, it's weird. Guys are getting scary good. And at the same time, I was watching those fights the other night thinking, man, I could have beat up three of these guys in the same night back when I was fighting. Like some of these guys, whoever the guy was that got taken down, not to kick him while he's down, but he got taken down and just turtled up and laid there and wait to get finished. I guess he was a kickboxer. I was thinking, man, why could I not ever fight anyone like that when I was in the UFC? Somebody who doesn't have any idea what to do once it goes to the ground. Like I didn't think those guys existed anymore. Well, the other guy was like, I think it was Tom Breeze, the guy that Tom Breeze fought. Yeah, he was like, yeah, a, he yeah. was like a like a negative five hundred favorite. When the yeah. odds like that, you're like, uh, okay. Well, like, what is this, Bellator? Yeah, something's a little odd here. Yeah, um, that uh, Blar guy. I'll tell you who um, I kind of felt bad for because he was a friend of our show, like here on the show. But I don't understand his, his game planning was Makwan Amir Khani against Barboza. He did not look good. It seemed like the only shot he had at winning that fight was wrestling and taking him down. But yet he wanted to get into a kickboxing fight with one of the best kickboxers in MMA, I think. It seems like Barboza is up there. What, what was he thinking? It looked like two different weight divisions to me, man. Yeah. I don't know, man. Some of these guys, I, I don't get it, man. I, and like I said, I'm not, I wasn't the greatest fighter, man, but I for sure wasn't going to stand up and fight Mark Hunt standing up. You know what I mean? Like I even said in my pre-fight interview, he better not try to stand up with me. And whenever Hawani asked me why, I said, because I'm not <laughs> trying to get beat up in front of my friends and family, you know? Right. Um, you know, like it's, uh, but some of these guys, I know I fought Christian Moorcraft who, out-wrestled me, was stronger than me. I mean, he fought really good. He fights Matt Mitrione, stands with him the whole time, gets knocked out. Fights Pat Berry, stands with him the whole time, gets knocked out. And I asked him after, I was like, dude, what? Did, like, you took me down, slammed me, out-wrestled me. I'm a better wrestler than either one of those guys. And he goes, I just wanted to prove I could stand up with him. And I'm like, okay, well, you, you proved you couldn't. You know what I mean? So I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get it. People learn. I'll tell you also, what I, it was funny, like, the Tony Kelly fight. Well, I'm happy Tony Kelly won because I used to watch him on that MTV show. It was a show called Caged back in the day. It was like a, it lasted one year. The two of the guys, uh, Matt Schnell and this kid Tony Keller in the UFC, which is cool to see. But he fought this guy Ali Asquali, and it was one of those fights. <laughs> what, what is it? It looks like it's Al Ka- Al Casey. Oh, Al Casey, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, now it was one of those things where it was a, it was a great fight. They were going at it. At the end of the fight, Ali went to hug him, and the guys like get the fuck off me. And we wanted to keep fighting him. And then another guy's like, all right, fine, let's fight again. Which is like always weird to me when guys just like go out of <coughs> two minutes and then at the end embrace like they're best friends. And I'm like, how come I, I, I'd expect more, more times that or not that, that there would be like, get the fuck off me. You just punch me in the face for 15 minutes. So it's nice to actually see that happen, even though it was bad sportsmanship technically. Well, it, well no, no. But see, that's the thing. I don't think he went to hug him. He went and like smacked him on the chest. I guess he was like, being exuberant, like great fight, but he basically got in a late shot. Are you, you know? and, and that was what Tony was like, hey, you don't get to fucking hit me again. The fight's right. over, dumb fuck. That's what it was. <laughs> it's like, I just beat your ass and now you're going to take a free one on me and act like, great job. Fuck you. I was with Tony Kelly on that. I you thought were? that was dirty and stupid. I thought he was just try- kind of trying to celebrate, like, yeah, we did it, blah, blah, blah. But, but we then, didn't. Fuck you. We didn't do shit. I beat you. Fuck you. But then when the, it's always funny sometimes when like they're like somebody like I think it was pretty obvious he lost, although it was kind of close. Like like when they raise the guy's hand and the other guy thinks he won when it was like 30, 27. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one guy. Should, 
I, I think I, I'm waiting for the guy who gets knocked out to think he wins. That would that would be yeah. kind of funny, like to be like, "Come on, man!" Like after he gets like, you might as well go all the way with it, you know? Like just the guy who, <laughs> the guy who taps, but yeah, still he's like, "I'm awake now. I'm awake. I'm right here. I'm awake now." Like holy shit! I tell you who looked good was uh, Tracy Cortez. Um, yeah, and, she really bullied that other gal. Great. And uh, you know, Tracy came to my show. She's a beautiful girl. She she's is. Her, she's pretty. And and is it good? Because I was making fun of her, like when I was on stage, I was like, "Well, I didn't recognize you without your clothes on," and and like just a whole, you know, I just kept. She was taking these like, you know, OnlyFans. Not, I'm not OnlyFans. She was taking these these like pictures that show her butt and this and that. And like, I kept making fun of her during the show. And she was a good sport. She had like 13 Mexican family members with her. They were all they were all cool. And like her boyfriend is like a nice guy too. Good wrestler. Um, but it's crazy that like her background is just having three tough brothers it seemed like or two tough yeah. brothers that just beat her up i guess when you're like because uh, i guess they're they're both fighters one of them rest in peace died of cancer which, which is horrible he was a fighter and that really inspires her but i guess when you're like the little sister and your brothers are all fighters you're you're, you're like gonna get tough it seemed yeah. like that was her her background was just like little little sister strength or little brother strength it seems like that seems to be a lot a lot of times we, we talk to fighters we're like what's your background we're like well my brother beat the shit out of me my whole life and now I'm a good fighter. John Jones, perfect example. Yeah. Well, he wrestled in high school and, and, and you know in, in college, but I don't think she even did any kind of wrestling or karate. Like I guess she started MMA at like 12 or 13 with just MMA lessons. She didn't even. Adam told me the most surprising thing was that she was Mexican and only had two brothers. There we go. There we go. Uh, in, in Bellator, Tim Johnson beat Congo. Um, Bellator, here's what they did. They had a, it was at 8.30 in the morning was the undercard. Then they had more fights. Then they took a two-hour intermission and then had the, the next fights in France. I don't know what, like, I tried to watch it. I couldn't watch it. When somebody, like, and then, like, some of the prelims were on YouTube. Some were on CBS Sports. I'm playing, I'm paying for DAZN. Twenty dollars a month. I'm not even sure why. I mean, I can't. It's not even going to be on the zone, or if it is, I don't even know if it's on. What do they not have? Six dollars for commercials. I mean, can they not just <laughs> even if it's anybody? A guy telling you, like Dana White, makes these like vlogs where he goes, "Here's the deal. We're going to have." They don't have one person to just tell me what time to watch the fights. <laughs> like, like, why? Are, what's going on, Greg? They should just move to a Cam Soda exclusively. <laughs> like fight circus, you know? Just go to like Pornhub or something and just stream your fight. Cam Soda. I'm like, where have I heard of Cam Soda? It that's right. That's one of those free cam sites. Is that what yeah. it is? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, Joe, I want you to pull up. So, I guess um, Israel versus John Jones, the, the smack talk got really dark um, because I guess he it got into John Jones's dead mother or something. And Ooh. then. Uh, and then Israel said he doesn't feel bad about it because they're from Nigeria and and uh, they don't have feelings or something. I I want you to get I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but it got into a really weird like the comedy went, we went from like we we went from uh, I don't know Yo Mama to Stanhope here. Uh, it, it got really. <laughs> what do you want me to pull up? Uh, Listen, the, the smack talk I'm between 
Josh, I'll just post a post a link in the chat in the Zoom chat. The chat's disabled. I don't even I don't even have the link. I just want to find it. Right. I want you to find it. Well, what were Is you it saying? true that Doug Stanhope's been dying for like twenty years? Somebody told me he'll be like, yeah, I got my rib, I got a hernia for like eighteen years straight now or something. I don't know. Like, when I was on Last Comic Standing, I, I back in you know back in the day, I got a, a MySpace message from Doug Stanhope saying these cunts, and I'm just like, uh oh. <laughs> so then. I, I never talked to this guy in my life, right? So I, I open it and it says, these cunts told me you took my joke. I, I watched your joke. Um, it's obviously, we have a similar premise, but you didn't take my joke. So if anybody tells you that you took my joke, give them my number and give them my email and I will, and I will defend you. And I was like, uh, oh. All right. I was like, sure, man, like, thank you. And then every night for like three months, I got drunk messages from me. He became like pen pals. He gave me like, <laughs> how much he hates Nancy Grace. And, and just kept going, his thoughts about, about comics, about politics. And then I was like, hey, man, I'd love to one day open up for you. He goes, that will never happen. He goes, that's why we'll be friends. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least he was honest with you. Most of us lying or like, hey, yeah, all right, I'll think about it. You know, sure, at some point, I'll try him. And then he would be like, quit shadow boxing, you homo. Because I was like shadow boxing on the video. <laughs> you know what I was watching today, man? I was randomly watching YouTube videos because I've got nothing to do all day. Um, but uh, I was watching when Artie Lang and Andrew Dice Clay got an argument on uh, Howard Stern. Did you guys see that? No. Uh, Artie Lang had opened for Dice, I guess, or whatever, and only got paid five grand. And then he was a week late paying him or something. They got fighting. It was one of the funniest things ever, man. I was cracking up. Because they're just agging it on. Stern's just agging on, trying to get them mad, mad at each other, you know? Then at one point, they were going to fight. It was out of control. So they would meet each other and fight in L.A. Artie Lang has always, always been, like, a nicest guy to commit comedians. Like, nothing really? – you can't say anything bad about that guy. Like, he's always been a nice person and taking care of comics. Just a good person. By the way, I have the, I have the trash talk. If you turn on screen sharing, I will show you the trash okay. talk between John Jones and Izzy. All right, let's see it. All right, here we go. So I'm not sure, I guess it starts right here. John Jones says, I'm curious to hear what his father tells him when he asks about fighting me. I wonder if his father believes he's ready. Eugene definitely doesn't. And then he, Izzy comes back and says, my pops already told me how I beat you. Trust me, he knows. Your mom would be disappointed in who you've become. And then just Ugh. continues. And Oof. It's just, I mean, because it's weird because John Jones is supposed to go to heavyweight, right? And now he's picking a fight with someone who is a weight class below 205. I don't think so, he's picking the fight, though. What's that? I don't think he's picking the fight. You think it's Izzy? Yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. Um, so it just goes on. If I was John Jones, I would have said my mom would be jealous of those titties you got, Izzy. That's what I would <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he accused him of, of running underneath the octagon. I guess, remember when, uh, or in practice, when Usada came. And John admits that to hiding underneath, underneath the cage. Yeah, he yeah, finally like, admitted to it. I was on cocaine. Get it straight. No, he said he smoked a blunt. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, that's and that's was. what it was. Are we believing that? Are we believing the blunt but then, story? But then Izzy like photoshopped <laughs> a bunch of like, like, like pharmaceutical pills, steroids popping out. Like that picture. Of him. <laughs> I was gonna say the blunt was probably true. It just wasn't the only thing that right. was true. Yeah. It was the most recent thing that was true. <laughs> I mean. Look, John Jones, you got to give him respect because he has the same game plan in and out of the octagon, hit and run. 
And, uh, <laughs> Boom. <laughs> All right. So, so here we go. From Twitter, 2019. <laughs> Adam Hunter plays his hits. <laughs> hey, that's a great joke. Fuck you. All right. It is a great joke. It is a great joke. It's just an Adam classic. Oh, thank you. Thank you. All right. So, by the way, Chris Weidman wants Israel Adesanya. Uh, to what? To meet him for breakfast? or? <laughs> Because it can't be for a fight. I don't think anyone's going to make that fight. Um, I don't know. If Wyman gets one more win, I could see it over a really good appointment. If he fights Luke Rockhold again, he beats Luke Rockhold, I say maybe do it. Right now, it doesn't look good. Um, but, but I don't know. I'm definitely going to root for Chris Weidman. I'm gonna, I want Chris Weidman to win that fight, but I don't know if it's going to happen. Uh, Weidman, and, Weidman from 2013 could probably win that. I don't think now, man. I don't know. Uh... I don't yeah. see it now, but 2013 Weidman uh, was, looked unbeatable to me. Maybe in UFC 4, the video game. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't see it. And now, uh, Conor McGregor says that Poirier picked him to fight him because he's a southpaw, and he eventually wants him to fight. Uh, he eventually wants to fight Manny Pacquiao, who's a southpaw. So he's getting ready for Pacquiao by fighting Poirier. Uh, that's a weird theory because – He's going to be training a lot more. I mean, if he wants to be ready for Pacquiao, why not just fight it like a southpaw? I mean, uh, in, in boxing. I guess, well, I I, that's just kind of a strange – do you think there's any truth to that, McCorkle? No, I think he's just – I don't know what kind of man. It's uh, from the text he leaked. It looks like he's just unhappy with the way everything is right now. Like, I want to fight in L.A. I want it to be a sold-out show. I want that – like, you can't change the world the way it is right now, man. Like, I, I don't think he wants to fight in an empty stadium. And uh, but I don't think he wants to uh, wait to fight. So it's like you got to choose one or the other. Maybe he's just staying relevant in the meantime. But I hope uh, whenever whatever this is about goes off, I think he'll fight. He'll probably fight four or five times that year. Whenever the COVID lockdowns off, I would think, man, or if they start having him somewhere with a crowd. But, but I heard, and I don't know if it's true. I heard he gets a percentage of ticket sales and everything now, not just pay per view. You know, merchandising yeah. and everything when they have one of his events when he fights. So. I'm sure he wants to wait till there's a you know twelve or fifteen million dollar gate to get his percentage on it. You know, so. I, I bet he I bet he does want to fight um, Pacquiao though. I guess he wanted to fight Pacquiao. Uh, oh yeah, for yeah for what he could make, yeah for sure. I I would box anybody. I'd box Tyson in his prime for a million dollars, let alone a hundred million. You know, really? Yeah, for sure. What's he gonna do? Knock me out? Like okay? I was gonna say I'll box him for a hundred million. And fuck, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, go ahead. Take and how I, would, I, would fight a, I would fight a pit bull or a Rottweiler for a hundred million dollars, literally. Oh. Like, just whatever happens, happens. Now, would Greg Fry fight Tyson? Like <laughs> <laughs> Tyson would be the last person. I'd be the last person he'd ever see. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you think you could beat Tyson? Tyson go down so hard, I would beat him there, but then he would follow me. <laughs> so, It'd be a classic Rocky-style double knockout. I'd wow. knock him out, but then, of course, my knee would just give out, and I'd collapse. <laughs> so tomorrow night on UFC Fight Pass, oh, no, uh, October 14th. Is that Thursday, October 14th? Uh, John Gotti. That is tomorrow. That is tomorrow. Tomorrow night, John Gotti III is fighting in CES. He's undefeated. Now, is this one of those kids from growing up Gotti? No, I think it's like one no, of their Oh, I wish. I think it's like one of their kids. I, I'm not sure what he's – he is, John, uh, uh, you know, related to John Gotti, obviously. Yeah, he's, he's actually John – I actually talked to him. I know him a little bit. Um, he is uh, John Gotti Jr.'s son. So, like, Gotti Jr. that was the – he was going to take over for the main – for the real the famous John Gotti. Yeah. The guy that ran the mob for a little bit. It's his, uh, like, third son, I believe. So. Wow. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. So – 
he's he's undefeated. Um, now I'm not sure uh, if, if you beat him, what happens to you? You might. Yeah, his, <laughs> I, he's got a squad of about 300 guys that show up from New York to his fight, so I, I definitely wouldn't want to be the other guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, boy. He he he's fighting Sammy the Bull the Fourth. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Like, if you do beat him, then basically the only way out of there is to pull a Khabib and just go right out into the crowd and just fight your way out of the building. It's, it's like, you know, what's that movie? It's like a uh, uh, Bronx Tale. It's like now you just can't leave. They yeah. Just yeah, the door. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> oh god. But he's good. I mean, the guy—he's five and zero. Oh. Um, he can fight. He can fight, man. I've said he's seen his fights. He—he he can fight. The kid ain't no joke, man. Yeah, that, which he'll be in the, I'd say he'll be in the UFC another year prior to. He'll get a shot. So. Wow, that that yeah. that that's be big for the UFC. I mean, for a, so a lot where, of reasons. Where is he right? fighting tomorrow? What is what is it like a state fairground or what? No. It's, called, it's called CES. Um, it's in like Rhode Island, I believe. Yeah, it's in Rhode Island. And then uh, and then we'll get into the the Bellator. It's at part. the Consumer Electronics Expo. <laughs> 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 wow. So. Is he fighting virtually or is he fighting a robot? He's Go fighting, pick you up a Blu-ray player and see a he's fight. Fighting at the, uh, <laughs> he's fighting at the Staten Island Mall. Uh, so, all right. Now, we got Kevin Kroom here, by the way. Kevin Kroom, the hard-hitting hillbilly. This kid, made, he's got, he made it to the UFC. He's got a record of 22 and 12. Now, this guy's got a story and a half. You had $64 in your account before your last fight. You won it in 30 seconds, and you got $50,000. Congratulations, by the way. Heck yeah. First of awesome. all, it was 31 seconds. Don't 31 seconds. Me. Right, right. 31 seconds. Uh, <laughs> now, 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 did you spend the money yet? Because I heard your sister said you were going to make it rain. Yeah, technically, I haven't even got the money yet. So <laughs> it, wow. it, takes, it, it takes a little while to get the bonus money. I've gotten paid for my purse, but I have not got the bonus yet. And, yes, I am going to make it rain for sure. Like on who? Uh, myself. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck everybody else. <laughs> Good for you, man. Good for you. Now, you're a guy, man. You took the hard road. You started uh, off your career 0-2. So all you yeah. fighters out there – that are 0 and 2, 0 and 3, you could still make the UFC. Okay? Yeah. This guy is living proof. Your first two fights did not go well. You got stopped in the first and in the second. What kept you going? Uh, man, uh, I knew I was good. And I mean, even up until shoot a couple of years ago, man, like I had known that I, I was better than what I was showing, you know? Um, uh, with those first two fights, man, just took the wrong fights. I just didn't know anything. I've always had more balls than brains. Uh, didn't have like good management, nothing. I took a fight versus a kid who was five and zero oh for my first pro fight. Like not, not smart, you know. Like I mean, I I just always wanted to be the baddest motherfucker in the room and just wanted to scrap and like whatever. And and I didn't care about wins and losses for a while, you know. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, we, we, it paid off. That was like my comedy career. <laughs> How much Adderall did you take today, by the way? Uh, so, Me? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, oh. so, um, I, need, uh, I need some. I got a house <laughs> to clean. <laughs> house. Now, now, you also fought Justin Gaethje in his first fight. Uh, yeah, man. He, he, he body slammed you. Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much. Pretty much. He picked me up and slammed me. I had him in an arm bar, and he, uh, yeah, he, he KO'd me via arm bar. 
But that's but that's pretty badass. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I took that fight uh, uh, on three days' notice. A weight class up. He didn't make weight. Not that it would have changed anything had he made weight. You know what I mean? He still yeah. still would have been the same outcome. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, like I had like a bullshit ass flip phone with no Google. There was, you know, what I mean, I couldn't look these people up. I'm just taking fights because I like to fight. You know. <laughs> I love that, man, dude. You are you are you are the the hero we need right now. But now, I'm glad you learned your lesson, though, because you took your last fight on 24-hour fucking notice. And yeah. you didn't know who you were fighting when you got on the plane. Well, it, oh, I got, to, I got to the plane, and then I found out. But, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and uh, I mean, it didn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, I've, I've waited my whole life for this, so it didn't matter. Uh, but, yeah, I'll never forget <laughs> just, like, the look James gave me once I asked him. I was like, who am I fighting? You're just like, you're fucking crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, you're happy you got the bonus because at the time, you thought you had to build a fence for the week. Because you, you do a construction full time. Yeah. And, and you were going to make a fence for somebody. Yeah, yeah, I was going <laughs> to. Uh, now, did that person get their fence? Yeah, I mean, fences are good. Fences are good. <laughs> I'm not the only guy on the job. Thank you. Okay, okay, that's good. That's good, that's good. Um, now, you also got COVID and didn't know it. I man, yeah, yeah, got COVID, didn't know it. Uh, that was a whole roller coaster ride of emotions. I got signed. I, I woke up. I woke up at five thirty a.m. on the day of my the anniversary of my thirteenth year of fighting. Right. I had my first fight thirteen years ago, and I get a call that I I get signed to the UFC. All my dreams have come true. Everything's great. I get on a plane, fly out there. Everything's great. The next morning, I get a call that. I popped and I feel great. Like I feel amazing. So uh, I guess COVID just makes you feel spectacular, you know, and, uh, yeah, man, they tell me, they tell me I can't fight. And then obviously it's just like, I just had the highest high. I just got my dream and then I got it taken away. There's a whole thing, but, uh, man, I kept a good perspective and then that allowed me to be able to take, full advantage of that opportunity. Sean McCorkle, any questions for the great Kevin Kroom? Yeah, um, actually, first I want to say, I find it, man, it's uh, a lot of people, it's crazy. Some of the toughest guys I've ever trained with have records that would usually preclude them from fighting in the UFC. Like, they may be 8 and 12, but, like, one of my buddies' first fight was against Stefan Bonner, his second one against Diego Sanchez, like, in <laughs> his career, like, they were just getting fed to guys. But I'm just curious right. if Kevin has seen any of Brendan Schaub's comedy and what he thinks about it, if he has. <laughs> That's three. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I am a huge comedy nerd. I love stand-up. I watch stand-up all day long. All day. Right. That's what I do. And awesome. I've never watched any of his. <laughs> <laughs> well, even if you had, you still wouldn't have seen any comedy. So, it works out. Got him. <laughs> Got him. That's four. <laughs> the, 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 the one thing he won't do. Uh, Greg Wilson, do you have any questions for the great Kevin Kroom? No, man, but you know what? I know what it's like to just sit there and think that you're on the precipice of having your dream come true and then have it ripped out of your hands. And that is that, that emotional roller coaster, man. It, oh. It's it's hard now. For what, a few years ago, I would have gone on a bender, you know what I mean? I would have came that's back. That's what I was gonna ask. I was gonna say, did you self medicate a bit? No, I did it. That's I did what it. I would have done. This is like the first time in my life where I finally got like good coping mechanisms and I'm actually doing really good, which I'm happy. That's because great, man. Because a yeah, few years ago, easy. I would have climbed yeah. to a tree. Yeah. Uh, wait, 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 that's, wait, 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 that's your bender is climbing trees? 
with a with a bottle of Jack Daniels. Uh, I was gonna say. <laughs> I, I, was gonna say I, I understood you. I understood that that's where it wound up. And, and then and I fall I out. That like that. There's was a journey of Jack Daniels problems. and cocaine that leads you up that tree. Yeah, boy. If you don't just start there. You. <laughs> now, yeah. you trained, now you trained in Albuquerque. Were you at Greg Jackson's? I did. I did a train in Albuquerque. Yeah, I was at Greg Jackson's for a little bit. Yep. How did that go? Uh, I mean, it's all right. I guess that's when I fought Justin Gaethje, so not the best. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so how did you end up from Jackson's over to uh, Missouri? So I grew up in Columbia, Missouri, which is a couple, couple hours away. Uh, I've known James uh, since my amateur career. Uh, I'm pretty sure he cornered against me in my first professional loss. <laughs> wow. Fucker. <laughs> you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I've known them forever, and it just kind of kind of worked out coming back. Are you here with James Krausen? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Krausen's awesome, man. I was on a military trip for the troops with him, man, and uh, he was ready to kill me by the time we left. He couldn't take me anymore because uh, I had a, I had the, some officers, a guy guarding a submarine, believing that uh, Zach – uh jake zach uh, not jake and zach um cummings cummings that he was trying to smuggle cocks onto the uh smuggle cocks on the submarine in his ass i said he's probably got four or five in it right now like i just kept kept kraus was using my name as an all-purpose curse word he was like man i feel like i got mccorkled last night so it's yeah. pretty awesome but yeah i love james he's a great dude man yeah, you man. have to go to deja vu the comic the club deja vu yeah i deja have deja i saw hannibal burst there yeah i i used to do comedy there Hell yeah! I, I was on I've tour probably with, seen you. I was on tour with Theo there. That was crazy. I think I think uh, that was uh, dude. They had like some of the hottest chicks I've ever seen because all the girls from Mizzou went there. It was Stevens Point, and then I used to, I used to get BJ's before the shows in the green room. Uh, right. And then I thought I, you said you never performed with Shop. I did. Sounds like I did. <laughs> <laughs> then I go. Then from the stage, I, go, I, I drank. It was a nightclub afterwards, right? Yeah. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go if you like my show. Don't buy girl. anything. Just if you're a girl and hot, just grab my balls. And the whole I've, night, girls just grab my balls. It was like the fucking- I've seen thing. the craziest things go down on the downstairs dance floor after a comedy show. Like, oh. we're talking people in their 60s just, like, getting loose on the floor. Yeah, that was Nuts. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it, was, it was crazy. Those are some good nights, man. Those are some- Hyenas in Fort Worth used to be that way. They used to- they would actually it was my favorite because not only would they turn into a dance club, they also would have karaoke in the front lounge. And I was like, this has got all my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> so Kevin, man, I mean, I'm so happy for you because you're a guy that you've, you're like a, you were like kind of a journeyman guy and you were, you were a streaky, you know, you, you won eight, at one point you went four and seven and 11 fights, but then you won seven in a row. You fought, what's his name? Uh, felony, Charles. Yeah, crazy horse. Yeah. What was that like? Oh, man, that dude was a fucking nut. Uh, and, like, obviously, I've been a fan of, like, his craziness uh, since before I started fighting. So, yeah. like, he was one of the first people I heard about. So it took me, like, a few days to kind of, like, separate myself from being a fan of his to fighting him, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then just the whole time, yeah, he was him. I couldn't have asked for a better thing. Like, during the weigh-ins, he, like, got all close to me. It was just being weird. He was He was talking to me during the fight. He basically coached me through beating him. Everything that James would say, he would like repeat it. Yeah, do this. It was nuts. And then at one point, at one point, 
he told me what he was about to do. And then because he told me, I stopped him from doing it. He was like, I'm going to roll you. And then so I was like, oh, well, thanks. And then I, I, he didn't roll me because he told me he was going to roll me. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I stopped it, you know? Uh, solid. That, solid. That's, that's not great fight strategy. <laughs> it was wild. And then I, I feel like that's low fight IQ. That's what that feels like. Afterwards, I, like, thanked him. I was like, man, I, like, really respect you. You know, I'm, I'm a huge fan. He's like, oh, man, fuck that shit. And it just walks out of the ring. <laughs> Thank I'll you for telling me what you were going to do. Friends with him on Facebook, you don't know what you're missing, man. That dude, he puts, uh, Charles puts some funny, like, he'll, he'll have some black people doing something. He'll post a video and he'll put, like, white people shake my head as if he's blaming white people for it. It's the funniest thing ever, man. That dude is always, he's always got something going on trolling people. He's funny. This motherfucker came out. He took, like, 30 minutes to walk out. And this motherfucker took his clothes off and folded his clothes at the, at the cage side. <laughs> like, like I'm talking like creased up. Like the motherfucker brought an iron and fucking made sure everything was good. It was ridiculous. I never just like ripped my clothes off. I was ready to get in the ring. This motherfucker like three piece folded it up, made sure the creases were good. It was wild, man. Guy is nuts. Crazy horse. Oh, someone, someone grew up in a group home. Somebody needs <laughs> that. He's like, he's like, oh, I'm not. You're not stealing my shit while I'm here. I'm wearing all of it to the ring. I'm folding yeah. it, I'm keeping an eye on it, and I'm putting it back on. If I had, all the money, if I had like unlimited money, I would hire a documentary team and just follow him around during the day. Dude. Like, that would just be like the best show ever. Imagine like yeah. watching Crazy Horse all week. I mean, You'd have to pay somebody to decipher it all for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't understand that guy. He's nuts, dude. <laughs> oh my god oh my god the best part he's at weigh-ins right he's at weigh-ins and like i swear to god he has like three pairs of shorts on he's got like the boxers like the basketball shorts and then the shorts over the basketball shorts and then he's got on uh, flip-flops and like knee-high socks okay so he steps on the scale and he's like a pound and a half over and and the guy's like okay you're a pound and a half over he just he stays on the scale and he goes i I, I, what if I take my socks off? <laughs> you got four shorts on. You got four pairs of shorts on. You're going to take the socks off? Like, dude's a fucking nut, man. Yeah, yeah. He's, I, 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 what if I take my socks off? Dude, he's crazy horse. I want to have him back on the podcast. The last time we had him on, he said some of the craziest, like, things that I, I like, I don't, it was like it was i can't endorse what he was saying like how yeah, i'm sure i, I don't even want to give it a, i don't even want to give it a platform like he, I, like, I, I can only imagine like homosexual should die like stuff like that where i'm just like i can't i can't have this on my show you know i i don't want to give this this guy a, a voice based right. on that, you know and then because then because then people get mad at me They're like well you should have been harder i'm like the guy's name is felony but like, like, I mean, he literally he he changed the name from Crazy Horse to Felony. I mean, this that guy, was you want me to fucking confront about about like yeah. like come on? That was like, you don't want to talk about stuff, man. He's like, all right, what if I take off my socks though? Like, yeah, like 
and people got mad that's at me. That's the best thing. I mean, I all right, cool. I literally said I don't endorse any of this, right? Like I like I said that, but that wasn't enough, you right. know. But, but, right, right. They're like, yeah, but you're still letting him talk, and like, yeah, they somehow you become responsible for what he's saying. I didn't give him a script. Like yeah. I, I didn't fucking tell him, hey, I want you to talk about how you want homosexuals to die at thirty-two minutes. Like he, like he would even say that the guy's name is felony, and you already fucking confront him. Like, like come on, like, <laughs> good. <laughs> Fucking, anyway, uh, but so Kevin, who do you want to fight next? Whoever, man. Like, um, honestly, I don't care. I, uh, I'd i like to get that Alex Caceres fight. That's who I was slated to fight. The whole COVID thing went down. Um, but honestly, I'd like to get a couple more fights in before that. He's getting paid good money. I'd like to make a little bit more money before that fight. But that that's a fight I am pushing for, man. That's a fight for the fans. For sure. And at this point, whatever, man, I'll take anybody. Let me get these young kids off the contender series who, who you know, don't know much. I'll show them what a veteran's about, you know? <laughs> All right. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. Where can people follow you? Hell yeah, man. Uh, Kevin Kroom underscore UFC on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Facebook, Kevin Kroom. Yeah, hit me up. I love your right attitude. On. Thank you for coming, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm a huge fan. Let's go. Heck yeah. Absolutely. Good luck, buddy. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Take care. All right. Right on. I like that guy. Man. I wish I was, man. I wish I had that guy's energy. Talk about impossible. It's almost like impossible not to like that, 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 that human being. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy that – how do you not root for a guy who's 22 and 12 who finally made it to the big show and won in 30 seconds? Like, that's just a guy, like, that's – the underdog story of the year right there, man. Well, that's legitimately the definition of being hungry. Yeah. 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 And also the, the, and the American dream, man. Like nothing was candid to that kid. Yeah. Kid, the kid did it all, all himself. Like, you know, he, he wasn't born into a fucking, he wasn't born, no offense to the Gracie. He wasn't born a Gracie. He, 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 he didn't have his dad as wasn't his wrestling coach. He fucking did it all himself, man. And he, and he, uh, good for him. Good for him. I'll tell you who it reminds me a little bit of, man, his personality is Cody McKenzie. I don't know if you ever talked to Cody, but they're very similar, man. Like, just kind of out there. You know what I mean? But happy, just happy to be there. Like, Cody's like, I just like to fight, man. Like, I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah, he's yeah. so wide-eyed. It's just like, whoa, this kid is sober. Dude, uh, Jay, uh, by the way, Don Fry is just joining us now. I told him. There 12, he is. I told him 1215. Um, <laughs> so, Jake Ellenberger has a funny story about Cody McKenzie asked him to come train with him in Vegas, and he didn't belong to a gym because he didn't want to pay gym memberships. This is when he was, yeah. already, he was already in the UFC, right? Right. So, then, so they just take boxing gloves and go in the front yard and spar of his house. <laughs> but now, like, the neighbors are, are like, like, what the fuck is people? Are, they're, like, hard, they're hard sparring in the front yard and, and in this, like, suburban neighborhood. Those people uh, got a show for free. Yeah, yeah. So Don Fry, Not that, but I mean, really, they were ahead of the whole COVID thing. I mean, that's just being—they're just yeah. doomsday prepping at that point. <laughs> so sure. Don Fry, twelve fifteen. What would happen? Oh hell, I don't know. Shit, I bet my apparently my phone doesn't know how to keep time. Okay. <laughs> Damn Chinese machines. So Don, what did? Uh, Don, by the way, what did you think? Uh, did you watch the fights last week? Uh, no, I did not. Did not. Couldn't get there. Don't worry about it. Uh, Congo lost. 
But it was a pretty close fight. Your boy Congo lost. Um, and then uh, it was uh, a Ben Rothwell lost. He was winning, but he just gassed. Rothwell just gassed. Um, yeah. You know, I got some – I accidentally got some drama started between <laughs> Tim Sylvia and Ben Rothwell. I what was happened? telling uh, – I said something on there about Rothwell throwing 200 punches or 200 strikes the first round, and Sylvia said something back. And I said, yeah, our boy's looking good. And Sylvia's like, he's not my boy. And then uh, Ben Rothwell's like, dude, what's your problem? Like, what's your problem with me? And they start going back and forth. Together. I thought they were friends. Like, they introduced me to each other. So, I don't know. Wow. Well, but, yeah, it got, it got weird on my Twitter. Yeah, well, Tim, Tim Sylvia seems a little bit, uh, uh, like, you never really know where you're at with him. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And then, uh, by the way, so Corey Sanhagen won by spinning wheel kick against Marlon Morass. Um, Don, you ever throw a spinning wheel kick? All the time. Yeah, all the time. Who do you think invented it, man? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was either him or Steve Smalley. Yeah. One of the two. Now, now Don, I, I was talking to yeah. Sean about... Yeah, I learned in ballet. I was talking to Sean about... Sometimes I learned like, in ballet class. In ballet class. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, Don, it seems like uh, it's hard to defend the spinning wheel kick because... Guys aren't training and sparring because Sean said if you do that, you're, 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 you're a dick if you're throwing stuff like that. So then when it happens in the fights, people aren't prepared for it. Right, right. I mean, something comes out of left field, obviously. So, so what do you do to prepare for that? It's like you telling a funny joke, you know? You're just not prepared for it. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, people? The wait is finally over. Football is back. Look, you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today. I start off by wagering on win division, and championship futures today. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. <laughs> but did you watch that one kick where the guy caught the guy's leg and the guy did like a yeah. I mean, what did you think of that? That was beautiful. That was... I thought that was beautiful, man. That's a... Um... Distant second to a Don Fry highlight, you know, but that, that's right there. <laughs> that's still high praise. That's still high praise. Do you, want, do you guys want to go through some yeah. of Don Fry? Do you want to, do you want to split screens with Don Fry's fights right now with Don Fry? Do, 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 do you guys want to do that or no? Sure. sure. Yeah, bring them up. Right. I don't have no idea what you're talking about, but I'm down. Okay, so, Joe, look up uh, How Good Was Don Fry on YouTube. Oh, the actual full video? Yeah, yeah, and then play it. Let's have Don walk us through what he was thinking. Let's this have Don walk what he was thinking during these fights. Don's gonna, he's going to tell you like he told me. I was so high right there. I don't have any idea what I was thinking. I was like, oh, okay. We have two guys wearing Trump hats, by the way, during this. I'm wearing, a, I'm wearing a Fight Island hat. It looks like a Trump hat, but it's a All Fight right. Island this hat. Is, this is Don right here. Uh, Don. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at this man right here. I, I mean, you versus Tekiyama. You. Look at that guy right there. Yeah. Damn. I mean, you're, you're just a man. Now, you didn't even lift weights, did you? Don. Uh, a little bit. Not a 
of at that time. Um, no, I did lift weights at that time. Yeah, I was in. I had already fought, like I said, you know, um, handful of fights. This is the first, first guy you're fighting. You know, over the, over. You, now you knocked this guy out in eight seconds. No, it's a first. Was that yeah. DJ Khaled? He just the beat up. First up? UFC, but I. I <laughs> This is against Melvin Manhoof, who took you down, and then you t and then he 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 tapped out the strikes, right? The first time. That's Gary Goodrich, you racist. Oh, yeah, right, Gary Goodrich, right? I racist. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, right, 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 right. Gary Goodrich. Sorry about that. Yeah, that was stupid. All right, so here you are. All right, uh, are they all this fast? This is just the, the the intro, right, Joe? This is like the this is the video. I don't yeah, know. I think I, this is how the whole know, video is. It doesn't go any. It doesn't go slower. No. Like How the Rocky, your Apollo Creed shorts. Those are great. Uh, okay. All right. Your Rocky shorts. How ironic was it Don was fighting somebody in American <laughs> flag shorts? That's weird. Now, Don, you didn't even wear a cup, right? That was just your natural package? That fucking... Baby, <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Yeah, that Coleman was the first guy you lost to. Coleman was the first guy that... You said you didn't take him that seriously? How come you took everyone else seriously but not Mark Coleman? No, I didn't take um, – at that point, you know, I'd gotten real cocky. You know, I won eight and then nine. And nine was just a single fight format, you know, which they never brought back because it cost them a ton of money. And um, so then I, I eased off. I thought, hey, I'm Don Fry. I, you know, you, you start reading your own press clippings, you know. Yeah. You start now, uh, Joe, pause it for a second. Now, how 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 hurt were you against Tank Abbott? Uh, I wasn't hurt, um, but he was knocking he was knocking me silly, boy. I'll tell you that uh, he could hit he, that boy. You hit hard. I was impressed. What did he say to you before the fight? I don't think he said anything to me before the fight or after the fight. You know, I don't right. think so. Keep going, Joe. Uh, right. Now, when Ken Shamrock ripped your foot off and you didn't tap, right? After that, how? <laughs> yeah. how, how look at this guy right there. Now, how fucked up was your foot? Oh, shit. You know, um, uh, me, the ex and I... We usually flew from Tokyo to L.A., you know, at home. But we went to Hawaii. Uh, my ankles were swollen up by the size of my knees. So, you know, I looked like I had Hillary Clinton legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is you versus Ken. Now, uh, now, you wore wrestling shoes for that fight. Do you regret wearing wrestling shoes? No, I don't. I don't. Um, you know, I, to me, it seems like there's a little bit more play in your shoes, you know, as to being uh, barefoot. But, excuse me, hell, I don't know. You know, I mean, Ken would be able to get, get that heel hook on, you know, shit, if you grease it up like a pig. Yeah, 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 yeah. He knows, you know, he knows what the hell he's doing.
And then you still John, John, how mad were you when Gilbert Iable tried to take both of your eyes out, like with his thumbs? Was that uh, you're pretty pissed off? I guess when that happened. <laughs> that was as dirty as a thing I've ever seen in a fight. Yeah. That was the dirtiest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, oh, he his hands just slipped, man. He wasn't trying to do it on purpose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why the women's quarterman. Cornerman tried telling us that. Um, now, how happy going. were you? How happy were you when you, you and Takayama tried, tried, tried to throw you at the end? That must have been a relief, right? Oh, man. I was like, yeah, yeah, I tell you. I, that was such a hard, hard ass fucking night. You know, when, when he did that and I was able to move my hips, you know, get on top, I was so damn happy. I'm like, Oh my God! This will be over. I hope you know. <laughs> Man, I, I hit that guy with everything I had. I I'm hit that guy with everything I had plus more, you know. And then he kept he kept going. I was like, shit. How much money did you get for that fight? <clears throat> what the uh, Takayama? Yeah. Just a normal fight, and they. They didn't even give us a fucking bonus, you know, for that fight. Oh. And, you know, Takiyama, they should do that. Now. They should, that fucking sucker, Kabara, whatever, you know, should fucking give him a check, you know. He should give Takiyama a check because he needs the money right now, obviously, you know. And shit, we'll give it to his wife. Fuck. I mean, he, that, that fight uh, made them a lot of money, and we didn't get a fucking penny for it. You know, outside of a ravage pay. Oh, that's bullshit. Wow. The fucking Goodrich. This is the third Goodrich fight. Holy shit, he kicked you hard. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was doped up for that fucking fight. Wait, how doped up were you for that fight? Oh, my back was really so bad. Guy, hold on, pause, point, Joe. You know? Pause, Joe. Like, okay, you're fighting this guy. At, at what point are you just like, how the fuck did I get here? This is like that, like, <laughs> like those movies, and you're like at the beginning, and like you're probably wondering how I got here, right? What, 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 yeah. show, is, what show is that? Uh, that was the day before. That 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 statement came the day before at uh, the press press conference. I mean, you're looking at this guy. Uh, what was this, Akabono, right? Akibono, yeah. I mean, what was your what was your game? What was your game plan for this fight? Game plan was um, wait for him to step, you know, kick his kick his feet and go around him, you know, and then come in behind. And uh, thing is, you know, you kick and kick. There's no one step around him. It's it's like a little short sprint around <laughs> that guy. You know? Yeah, it's uh, like you're fighting the entire island of Hawaii. <laughs> Uh, Greg, Greg yeah. Fry, Greg Fry, what's your uh, what, what what were you thinking when you when you fought Akabono? Oh, first thing I was thinking was, God damn, I bet this guy knows where to get the best ice cream in town. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was thinking, if hey, we get caught out in the cold, 
I'm going to cut him open and sleep inside him. Um, <laughs> like a tauntaun. Like a tauntaun. Yeah. Like you that guy like a goddamn tauntaun fuck him. That's what I'm going to do. I mean, look Big at old motherfucker. I mean, this is, did you, I mean, if I was you, I'd be thinking, how many wrong turns did I make to get to this point in my life? Like, like holy fuck. And you beat him. You fucking beat this guy. Uh, uh, press play, Joe. I mean, holy fuck. <laughs> I mean, but at that time, that's where the sport was, you know? It well, was not made really. up of circus fights like this. Yeah, but this, I mean, and this guy was a, a really good sumo wrestler, right? Wasn't he like the champ? Yeah, yeah, he was um, uh, Yokozuna, you know? And they only had like 67 of them in the 10,000-year history of sumo, you know? Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Then, then you beat this guy. Who, who's now? Who's this guy? You fought. Oh, I love it. Throw him out of the ring. That guy would shove me. <laughs> wait, who, wait, who's this guy? That you're throwing out of the ring? Where? This, this is a guy right here. Asian guy. Uh, oh my god! His name. Uh, he was trying to make out with you. But. Yeah. yeah, fuck. Some idiot heard that shit, and then everybody wanted to start pressing their head against mine, you know, at the face-off shit. Aggravated the hell out of me. That is intense right there. Uh, uh, Greg Fry, what were you thinking here? I was thinking, God damn, he's got soft skin. Fucking, <laughs> I can't wait to rip it off his fucking body and deep fry it and serve it up like pork rind. Uh, <laughs> He's trying to absorb that mustache power. Wait, is that what happened? He was trying to take your mustache power? That's probably what happened. He, I mean, I mean, yeah. uh, Don, I mean, Don, you've never kissed a guy before, right? No. No. I mean, not even your dad, right? Your dad never. never gave you a kiss? <laughs> My dad and I would shake hands, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Even as a baby? That's it, man. That's how I learned. <laughs> That's the toughest motherfucker ever. His dad would shake hands with him. You came out of the womb. Your dad shook your hand? Then my old first, he slammed me outside the head. I was two weeks late, and he didn't appreciate it. You know, so. And then here's Josh Thompson. He tried to kiss you, too. Uh, not Josh Thompson. Uh, what's, uh, what's his name? All right, all right, all right, Wayne. We're good. We're good. It's like looking at old World War II footage. All right, holy shit, Don. You've been through some wars, man. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, nothing but respect for you, man. MMA would not be where it is if not for guys like you. If not for you. I had to Luck, you know, I did. I had, a, I had a run of good luck, and then uh, at one point my luck turned bad, and uh, shit. Uh, but now uh, the other night, Quinn and I went out for dinner and um, lost my wheelchair somewhere. It fell on the back of my truck, so now I'm I'm forced to walk. I can't get I can't be lazy and use the wheelchair. Your wheelchair fell off your truck. Yeah, yeah, fell out on the way home. <laughs> Somewhere there's someone else who has a very different story of that. <laughs> yeah. 
his wheelchair like, came crashing driving. through my windshield. Exactly. <laughs> what happened? I was just driving in this wheelchair. Don's wheelchair put someone in a wheelchair. Like, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. I'm not sure I really understand uh, what happened here, but uh, all right. So this Thursday night in Bellator, Chris Cyborg is fighting Arlene Blencow, uh, who's 13 and 7. I don't know. I don't oh. think it's going to be very competitive. I, I hate to say it. I don't really know Arlene. I don't know much about Arlene. She's from Australia. She beat Leslie Smith in her last fight, beat Amanda Bell, beat Andrew Lebron. Okay, she had a three-fight winning streak, but lost to Julia Budd um, by split decision uh, twice and lost to Marlies Conan back in the day. But Cyborg's is a, a different beast. I mean, Chris, I mean, even though she's a little older than she was, I still don't see anyone except for Amanda Nunez beating her. Don Fry? I'll I go with Cyborg. I think she's, you know, hell of an athlete, great fighter. Um, she's still going to dominate the sport for a couple more years. You know, she's, she's just tougher than nails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Greg, Wien Dog, uh, McCorkle. Has she come up, hasn't she? Has Cyborg, she's fought in the UFC, hasn't she? she she's in Bellator now. Yeah, when did she wind up in Bellator? When did that happen? She they left about her. like uh, six months ago, eight months ago. They released her? They released her. Yeah. yeah. That's weird, man. I wonder I, I know, if I'm Cyborg even knows she's fighting this Thursday. Like, I don't know, <laughs> Bellator, you know if fighters don't find out for the day. Like, Wait, can I fight tonight? What's going on? I got, a, I got a message on Twitter from Chris Cyborg, who, whoever's running her Twitter account, telling me to watch her fight this Thursday. I so, haven't even heard of it, dude. What, two days? I didn't know she was fighting. No idea. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Patricia. And what, uh, what, and what AM radio station is going to be broadcasting at this <laughs> <time>? <laughs> Also, Patricky uh, Pitbull is part of uh, He's on the card too. Uh, Ricky Bandejas, who um, who's the guy that knocked out the other guy from Ireland? Um, what's his name? The guy that like is pretty good. For, uh, James Gallagher. Yeah, he beat James Gallagher, but he's lost three of his last four. He's I was gonna say Gallagher's nothing, dude. Yeah. Oh, he's good. He's good. He lost to one guy, the, the Bandejas. He's not Conor McGregor, but... No, he's not. He goes walking around like he's Conor McGregor and then gets knocked the fuck out. So. Uh, he's fighting Leandro Higo. Should be a good fight. My, bad, my man, Saad Awad, uh, who's also really good at fighting on this card. Also, Kyle Kutchmer, who I think is like a national champion. He's very... He's 6-0. He's a guy, Oklahoma State wrestler. Really good. He's, he's on this card. That guy, Tall Steve, that we had on the podcast. He's on the uh, 7-0. And so there's a bunch of good uh, – and this guy, Mike Kimball, who's the best three and two fighter you'll ever see. Well, dude, look yeah, at this. this. Curtis this. Millinder. Curtis Millinder is fighting Joe Schilling. That's yeah, crazy, that, dude. No, that got scrapped. Really? Yeah. The commission wouldn't, wouldn't allow it, but they didn't say why. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, that, that makes – It looks like sense. it's actually going to be a pretty good card. Again, how would anyone see this? Where is this going to be? It's going to be on CBS Sports Network. Oh, okay. Well, at least I've got that one. Uh, but – the big one um, is, uh, or actually this Saturday, Ortega versus the Korean Zombie. Dude. Uh, that's this Saturday. It's going to be a good fight. They hate each other. I know that Ortega, the Korean Zombie, uh, his buddy is a, a Korean rapper who got into a fight with Ortega. Um, not Psy, a, a different Korean rapper. His name is Jay um, Park. Jay Park. Yeah. And, uh, they, they had some beef. It's going to be a good fight. Korean Zombie is one of these guys that, 
hits a lot harder than you think he does. But Ortega, will he come back from the beating he took from, uh, who was it? Uh, Max Holloway. Max Holloway. Um, and that was two years ago, too. That was in 2018. Two years. I think he dated Halle Berry for that, too, which that could take anyone's uh, time away from the sport. Now, yeah. Don Fry, who wins? The Korean Zombie or Brian Ortega? Oh, fuck. Ah, I'm going with Brian Ortega. Yeah. Did you say he was dating Haley Berry? I think he was. <laughs> but word on the street, he was for a second. Yeah. Halle Berry made a, she made, she made, she made a movie about MMA. So she got really into her role. And was going to fights and training and yada, yada. And I, I, I heard she was dating Ortega. I can't confirm it, but that's what I heard. So. Uh, How do you yeah. get to be that lucky? Wow. Yeah. Well, come on. You got to know who that is. That's lucky right there. Come on. You've hooked up with some, uh, some hot women in your life. No? Nothing like Haley Berry. Nothing like Haley Berry, boy. What, what, yeah. about, what about more like Chuck Berry? Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, McCorkle, who is yeah, this guy? There you go. Korean Zombie or Ortega? I think uh, I think Ortega, man, and I think he's going to dominate it. I don't, he's like almost a two-to-one betting underdog, which is shocking to me. Uh, Ortega's looked amazing in every fight except against Max Holloway. And even – I mean, he got beat up in that fight, but he showed heart unlike him I've ever seen, man. Like, well, other than Don Fry, obviously. But um, he um, took a beating, man, like, and uh, stayed in there. So, uh, I think Ortega's underrated right now just because of that loss. But I think he'll win, and uh, I think he'll finish him. Don, in any of your fights, did you ever tap out? Yeah, I did. What fight against who? Yeah, well, we don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't picture you. I John mean, McCorkle. Against Sean McCorkle? Got it. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, what about you, uh, McCorkle? You ever tap? Man, I didn't up until I fought. When I fought in Japan, I got poked in the eye by Satoshi Ishii unintentionally, really, really bad. And uh, he was breaking my arm. He was a judo, two-time judo gold medalist. And I couldn't see and felt my arm breaking at the same time. And if I wasn't in Japan, I probably would have still tried to get out of it. But I was like, man, I'm already – they had already stiffed me on my pay, short to be 10 grand, um, before the fight. They said, oh, no, we'll send the rest later. I was like, no, no, I was supposed to get paid 30 grand. I took this fight on literally 30 hours' notice. I was 30 hours from when they contacted me. I was in the ring fighting in Japan, you know. So my, I, I went straight to the airport, got on the plane, went over, supposed to pay me 30 grand, and they give me um, – 20 and i'm like no no it was 30 and then also they don't speak english you know what i mean i'm like no it was 30 and they saw later 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 and so yep. they already weren't paying me they told me before the fight if i got hurt they weren't paying the medical bill they told me they're not paying the medical bill uh if you get hurt you had to sign something a waiver and i'm like so if i get hurt i'm on my own so they already hurt me 10 he poked me in the eye i couldn't see i felt my arm break and i was like i don't need to lose an eye and have an arm broken in a fight so i tapped that was the time i and it, it killed me man. i felt i felt like it was so dumb because I guess I wasn't high enough. No, um, I should have. Uh, I, I definitely should have tapped there, but I just couldn't. It was the first time. I, I can't even tap in practice without feeling terrible, let alone, you know, like in a fight. But I just felt uh, like the biggest quitter that ever lived, even though there was no way out. So crazy is that yeah. E.T. was a two-time gold medalist in judo, and you took him on 30, days no, 30 hours notice. So you had yeah. you trained at all for – No, I hadn't, I hadn't trained for over a year at that point. But uh, Monty Cox, my agent, called me said they'll pay – 30 grand and I was actually my girlfriend was in Seattle at the time I was out in Seattle I live in Indianapolis I was in Seattle had just gotten out there to see her 
and they called me and I was like, do you want to go to Japan? Have you got a passport? She was like, yes, if we go to Japan, I can make 30 grand, but I got to fight in 30 hours. And she was all for it. So we got on a plane and went and, um, yeah, then I got there and they shorted me 10,000, never did pay me my money, uh, shorted me 10,000 on it. And, uh, then I, uh, I thought I lost my, I still have to this day have double vision around my left eye. If I look up, I get double vision from getting poked in the eye. They wouldn't pay for anything. They wouldn't, uh, they, after, after I got poked, I told my new to the hospital or someone with my eye and they kept saying, you go, you pay. And I was like, no, no, you guys got to pay for it. They kept saying no. And then they had a guy come look, I swear a guy come look, he leans over, looks at my eye, supposed to be the doctor. He goes, ah, it's okay. Like that was oh, his diagnosis. He, no flashlight, no finger test, no nothing. And then. Bob uh, sat, poured me a handful of pain pills and uh, like out of a bottle. And then I ended up at uh, the guy, you know, the guy who fought Muhammad Ali in the first mixed martial arts bout, the wrestler. Uh, yeah. An OE or something? Uh, yeah, Noki. It was his fighting federation. Yeah, so, yeah, I took five Percocet and then they wanted me to start doing sake shots or whatever they drink over there. Before I know it, I stumbled to the stage of Noki's birthday party and gave some kind of toast or speech in English. They all spoke Japanese. Everyone was just staring at me. Like, and I was like, and I'll tell you, this guy was my hero. Like, isn't that like saying all this different stuff? And I stumbled and fell down, like going off the stage. I fell to the ground or whatever. It was bad news, man. Uh, so. uh, Greg Sapp, why did you give him the pain pills? Well, I mean, come on. <laughs> That's just, it's just party time now. I mean, you know, if you're going to have double vision in one eye, <laughs> you might as well have it in both. That's the way Bob Sapp does it. <laughs> come on now. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, no, no, Greg Sapp. It sounded like Andy Griffith. Uh, and no, Greg, Sapp, no, Greg Sapp, were you surprised he tapped? Oh, man, I couldn't believe it. But, hey, that's just the way it goes over there. It's a cheaper tap. You can tap twice over there for the same price as tapping over here. That's that sounds like somebody. I can't remember who, but it's not Bob Sapp. It sounds just like somebody, though. <laughs> that's that gay barber. That gay barber Floyd from Andy Griffith. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, also, man. Also on this card uh, this Saturday, uh, Jessica, okay, Andrade, Jessica Andrade, <laughs> who's a, a beast, is fighting Kate, Caitlin Chukagan. I love I Caitlin. This is the best fight on, the, on this card. Well, this girl, Andrade, is a monster. I love Caitlin. She, she always grunts when she throws a punch. She goes, huh, huh. I guess it's a, it's a karate thing. But I think it affects the judges because she wins all the close ones. Um, <laughs> uh, Bob, did you ever grunt uh, before you, you threw a punch? Oh, uh, on the <laughs> toilet. Uh, what about oh, Don? You did it on the uh, toilet. Yeah, on the toilet. Yeah. Always <laughs> grunt. <laughs> also, uh, on this card. Uh, uh, Thomas Almeida is a guy we haven't heard from in a while. As far as Jonathan Martinez, uh, and then a lot of guys I have never heard of. Um, uh, honestly, like most of them, I haven't. I heard, I heard I know. Jonas, James Krause is fighting uh, Claudio Silva. Uh, love Krause. Um, and then Jillian Robertson is fighting Paulina Botello. And I'm just looking through this card. I mean, do you recognize these names, Joe? Uh, a few of them. I think it's actually going to be a good card, dude. I love the main event. And a couple fights that stand out is definitely Jessica Andrade, Kaylin Chukagian. I think Andrade gets gets it done in that fight. Jillian Robertson, she's pretty hot. I like her. Yeah. But wait a minute. Isn't Andrade lost like her last two fights or two out of three? 
She yeah, lost, she's uh, lost her last two fights yeah, to Rose like, Namajunas like Rose and, Namajunas, uh, and Weili Zhang. And Weili Zhang to the champ and to Rose. She's. I, I'm just saying. I mean, I I, I like Chukagian because she's. I think Chukagian. I think she's on a win. She won her last couple of fights. I, I, and Andrade seems to be on a losing streak. I, I don't know. I like Chukagian this way. The big step up though. But she but she doesn't get hurt that much, Caitlin. She never really gets hurt. Uh, but the next week, that's Khabib versus Gaethje. That's, that's the, the big one. That's the big one. Uh, that's the one. I, I feel like they threw up all these other names almost to make the next one even bigger. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, right? You didn't know that. But this week, oh, you want to pay $69 for this. By the way, Phil Baroni called out Chemaev on Twitter. Um, Who did? Phil Baroni. Oh, yeah, that'll, that'll happen. I'm not really sure if that's going to happen. Uh, I support it, though. Uh, and, and then in bare-knuckle boxing over the weekend, Joey Beltran got the win, as well as Dave the Caveman Rickles. Nice. You know, I would just like to point out that if you didn't say that on this podcast, no one would know. <laughs> <laughs> you are single-handedly keeping bare-knuckle alive. A lot of people like the, the executioner one. Fucking Joey Beltran. The executioner one. I just like the nickname. As well as Dave the Caveman Rickles. You know who Dave the Caveman Rickles is. I love Rickles. Listen, I love Rickles. I'm glad he found somewhere to go. So who I'm are we trying to figure out whose money they're wasting the spare. Not wasting, but whose money they're blowing on the spare knuckle, man. Because I heard what they're paying some of these guys is insane, man. Like, I mean, I got an offer through someone else. They said they they would uh, give me a hundred grand if I'm going to bare knuckle box somebody or whatever, like a hundred and up. And I was like, man, I don't, I don't believe that number. But um, if they're offering me a hundred grand, I can only imagine what they're offering guys that are actually famous and can fight. Like, well, Paige Van Zant got like a million dollars or something or a couple million. That's what I'm saying. Whose who's money are they spending, man? They got to be getting it from somebody. I don't know. Don, are you thinking about going to bare knuckle boxing? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm getting sized up for a skirt right now. <laughs> wait, wait, why, wait! Why are you wearing a skirt? You wait, I think he wants to fight Paige Van Zandt. Is that what he's saying? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to fight Paige Van. I want to look as good as her. All right, all right, all right. By the oh, way, you do, buddy. You do. By the way, how did it go all oh, the weekend? You were taking yeah. off your shoes with the horses or something. Wasn't he taking the shoes off the horses last week? Yeah, changing the horseshoes. How did that go? Uh, my daughter didn't come down. What you know? What did happen is I got invited invited to go beat Robert O'Neill. You know, um, there's four restaurants here called Trident Restaurant, and they're former Navy Navy SEALs own these restaurants. And so they had Robert O'Neill come in for a book signing, you know, and and like a meet and greet. And I got invited down to it. And he he's the guy who kept um, Osama bin Laden. Yeah. So oh, it was so shit. fucking neat to meet. Yeah, meet that guy and some other seals and some marines. Man, they treated me like I, like I was somebody. They were so they were so cool. You know these well, you these are guys are, well, you are the fucking are the the seals were just excited to meet someone more manly than they are. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. They wanted <laughs> they wanted to smell your dick. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, that that took a weird turn. Uh, Greg, are we, are, are we picking Gaethje yeah. or Khabib? Oh, Khabib, all day. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, Don Fry. I'll go with um, with the Russian. I think he's just rolling hot. He's so fucking hot. It's incredible. Wean Dog? 
I think Khabib defeats Justin Gaethje, and I think he finishes his career off by fighting GSP and sails off into the sunset. Uh, Do you really think GSP is gonna would show? Would, I mean, is that a real thing? He said he might. <laughs> it's in the cards. Uh, oh, I say I think GSP should stay out of the cards. <laughs> John, uh, I'm gonna actually believe it or not, Khabib is my favorite fighter, and I think Gaethje's gonna beat him, man. Um, I think I think uh, Khabib's a better wrestler than him, but I don't think he's good enough to keep him down, like hold him down, keep him down. And I think standing up, they're going to trade. And I just have a feeling I'll probably lose a bunch of money out, but I have a feeling Gaethje's going to knock him out, man. It's uh, I don't know why. It was just a feeling. I think Khabib's a better fighter, but Gaethje uh, gets Ferguson looked unbeatable, man. So um, if Listen, he can, I if agree he can with him that. Take down. If he can take him, <laughs> take him down, he'll beat him up standing up. So well, and that's what it's about. I mean, that's the thing. Can he keep? Can he stay on his feet? I mean, Khabib is it's not what he's known to let guys do. You know, especially guys who are incredible. But, but you, I, I'm with you. Listen, if anybody's going to knock Khabib out ever, it's going to be Gaethje, and it's going to be in this fight. I mean, that guy has the heaviest hands I've ever seen in the in MMA. And, I mean, impressed the fuck out. The way he beat the shit out of Tony Ferguson was unbelievable. But I don't think, I, I don't think Khabib lets him do that. He's such a, he's such a good wrestler. I mean, Khabib's on another level wrestling-wise, but um... – I think I think Gaethje might be good enough wrestler to keep from being kept down, man. Like uh, really we, all, we all have to. I mean, a, lot, a big factor also is is AKA open right now, and who's Khabib training with? Is he still in Russia? Like that, that's another thing. I mean, yeah, we don't know. Have, nobody's seen him in what a year, so that's a big factor. Uh, also, the Vanilla Gorilla, Jared Cormier, yeah. is taking on Robert Whitaker. That's a good fight. Uh, I think Whitaker wins, but. The vanilla gorilla is really good. It's the kill the killer gorilla. Oh, it's the, it's I was gonna say gorilla? I don't think he's the vanilla gorilla. Oh, yeah. I think he's very. I think he's very much not. Oh, I thought I was trying to figure out why he was vanilla. I, was I thought maybe he was being ironic, uh, or he just liked white chicks. All right. So also, Walt Harris is taking on Alexander Volkov. I want Walt Harris to win so bad. Yeah. Uh, hopefully he wins this. Uh, guys, chime in if you want. I mean, it was sad watching him lose his last fight, you know, given the circumstances that he's under. So I'm really pulling for him. And we know we saw Alexander Volkov get knocked out by the Black Beast. So, you know, who knows? You sure it's not the Vanilla Beast? (laughs) 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 Okay. Uh, Also, Cynthia Cavillo, who we've had on the podcast. She's awesome. Yeah. She's a girl, Don Fry. Her boyfriend cheated on her. She went to the gym to lose weight. And now she's ranked like third in the world. Uh, Number two, they got her here. Mexicans are just tougher people. Uh, she's fighting Lauren Murphy, uh, a girl Damn. who a girl who was a heroin addict back till she was like twenty something. Her father passed away from a from a he was a pilot. She she went crazy. She quit. She lost custody of her kid. Took her daughter to a jujitsu class. Finally, then she started getting into it, and now she's ranked like three in the world. Another uh, and off drugs and just awesome. Both of you girls have amazing stories. Uh, this could be a good fight. Uh, both friends of the show. Greg, who do we like in this fight? Like Cavillo in this one, just because you know I, I I don't know. It could go either way, to be perfectly honest. And, and but I like Cavillo in this one, just because she's prettier. <laughs> I'm with Greg on that one because I've never heard of the other girl. So all right. Uh, also, Laura Burby's tough as nails, but she she you, you can see you know it's the mileage. 
She can you can see the mileage. Oh, whatever. Who cares? She beat Roxanne. She beat Andrea Lee. She's beat some significant people. She's really, she, yeah, she's really good. No, I'm not saying that. I, I'm saying just you know. I, again, okay. I told you. I, okay. I, I don't agree with that. All right, so Mamada Magomedov Ankalev. She's beautiful, by the way. Against Ian Kudalaba. What happened to Kudalaba? Wasn't he like the next big thing for a while? Yeah. Yeah, he I mean he dresses up as the Incredible Hulk for the weigh-ins, and these guys they had a fight, and remember it was like a weird stoppage. Oh, yeah. It looked like Ion Kutalaba was like doing like a fake like like rope a dope thing, and then the ref just called it off, and they're both like still standing. Right. So this is finally the rematch that is going to happen. Okay. So, nice, good backstory. I like it. Thank and, you. And, and a guy that you know, Stefan Struve. Uh, yeah, sweet, sweet Struve is fighting Tai Tuvasa. That's going to be a good fight. Uh, Coracle, the heavyweight, who wins this fight? Uh, I'm going to always go with Struve because anybody Struve beats makes me look a little bit better, right, if he loses it. <laughs> so, somebody, uh, somebody figured out one day, like, I'm the lineal champion, like, you know, somehow because I beat Mark Hunt, who beat someone else, who beat someone else, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I, always root, I was rooting for Mark Hunt in every fight except my fight with him, and he won six in a row after I beat him. And then uh, I told him on Twitter because I was always a huge fan I told him, I said, dude, I've been really excited about your uh, six-fight win streak. That's cool, man. Congratulations. He goes, it would have been seven if you hadn't beat me, a prick. Or whatever oh, like that. Wow. I was like, cool. Like, I still can't be friends with you. I keep trying to be friends, and he has no interest at all. So I think he was – you don't think that was just being nice? No. I mean, he was probably joking. But he uh, – after the fight, I apologized to him because I broke his arm, and I felt terrible, man, because I know that's – I mean, when a guy's making his living like that, you don't want to end somebody's career. And I went up to him after the locker room. I said, dude, I am so sorry. You know what I mean? Or whatever about your arm, whatever. He goes, yep, cool. And I was like, no, really, like, no, really, really sorry. Like, if I, like, I felt like if I was going to get submission, I was going to split it with him or something so he could pay to fix his arm or whatever. But uh, he was he was having nothing to do with me. I tried to talk to him like two or three other times. I think he was so sure he was going to win that the shock made it impossible for him to accept the uh, accept the loss. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's so. right. So you beat Mark Hunt, who beat Stefan Struve, who beat, uh, who beat the champion, who beat Yeah, Steve who beat Steve. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, more or less, I'm the champion. I think so it's six more, degrees more of having a belt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, Don Fry, probably you're probably still the you're probably still the champion somehow, right? I mean, Don Fry beat. Uh, I gotta think. Don Fry actually was the champion, though. So that's the difference. Yeah, that's a good point. Right. He uh, was the champ. Also, Sam Alvey is fighting Daun Jung. Sam Alvey was like the happiest guy ever, remember? But now he's yeah. becoming like evil Sam Alvey. He's like cursing and like you get like he's he's getting fucked over now. He's like he's he went from a, a baby face to a heel. Uh, right. wrestlers uh, call it. Um, and then Casey Kenny, who looked great in his last fight, he's fighting Nathaniel Wood, who's also a good fighter. Umar Nurmagomedov, Nurmagomedov, I guess Khabib's cousin. He's in the UFC now. He's eleven or no. How good is his family? I mean, what what? Like, I love the way that every single male from the region looks like Khabib. <laughs> yes. They've they all got the same hair, the same beard, but also the same face. It's almost it's like, like they've been like inbreeding at some point along the way. I don't know. Very valuable inbreeding. Have you ever trained over in Russia, Don? Only with the females. Yeah, I trained with the, uh, the uh, women's <laughs> gymnastics team. <laughs> That's really creepy. We're not even going to go there. Uh, I wonder what Greg Fry thinks about Russia in general. Yeah, yeah. Greg Fry, what do you think about Russians? Russians, they got hot ladies and cold Russians. I like me some Russians. That's what I like. 
You give me that cold like of them high ladies, and I'll fuck the whole country. So, Greg, how Greg Fry, how old were you when you lost your virginity? I lost my virginity when I was minus three weeks old. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not a lot of people know this. I climbed out of the womb. I found this other little girl, and we did the thing, and I'm back in the room. And three weeks later, I was born a man. I wow. already had a mustache. That is amazing. That I can't. I've never heard of that. Crawling out of the womb, fucking, and then coming back in, <laughs> and being born with a mustache. Well, it was more about the umbilical cord. I only could go so far. Wow. <laughs> and how how old was the girl that you fucked? Twenty-eight. Wow. <laughs> but she wanted it. She wanted it. She kept rubbing me through the belly. She kept fucking tickling it up. So I gave her what she wanted. Of course. I heard before Don was born, they were doing the ultrasound. They looked in, they said, Congratulations, you have a boy. They're like, Oh, can you see his penis? He's like, No, he's got a mustache. Like, um, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Don Fry's penis has a mustache. That's how fucking, that's that's how manly it is. It has its own mustache. Now, I was thinking Don, earlier when Don said he was on the toilet, I was thinking I bet his turds come out like wolf like wolf turds like you do. They got like hair in them from fresh game and bones without, without skinning, <laughs> like I don't know. Now Don, did you go to the Trump rally in Florida yesterday? No, I didn't miss that one in Florida. I told you. I was over here meet, meeting the guy who killed Bin Laden. So, you yeah. know, it's, it's, uh, I got the better. I love Trump, but goddamn, you got to meet anybody who whacked that piece of shit Laden for us, man. You got to you <laughs> go. stand, up, stand up for the man. Of course. USA! USA! I, I love this. Of course. Of course. Hey, listen, man. Look, yeah. absolutely. Um, so, are you now is Trump coming to Arizona? So shit, um, like a, he won't return my phone calls. So uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Greg, what do you have coming up? Well, uh, sorry, go ahead, Don. I just say he's pissed because Melania keeps calling me at three o'clock in the morning. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't she? It's embarrassing. Of course. She was one of the girls. Call you up. She was the Don Fry. Don Fry, you are the number one man. She was captain of the gymnastics team back in the day when you went over there to train. Uh, now, 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 Don, now Don, uh, Greg, what do you have coming up? Oh, well, for me, listen, guys, uh, I did uh, finally today release the first part of the documentary I did about my sister. It's called The Girl Who Died Three Times. Uh, I'm releasing it in parts uh, every Tuesday, and it's all about her experiences with the afterlife and dealing with demonic possessions and spirits and seeing ghosts and all kinds of crazy stuff. And also, it is to promote her GoFundMe because she does need a kidney transplant. And uh, so, uh, so we've started a GoFundMe for her, and it's tied to the, you know, the whole uh, documentary release. So just uh, you can either you can see it on my pages uh, on Facebook or on Instagram at Greg Romero Wilson, uh, or on YouTube uh, or on Twitter at the Greg Wilson. Uh, so you can look it up there, or just search "The Girl Who Died Three Times," and you can find that on YouTube. You can find it on Instagram. You find it on all the major socials. So that is, uh, that's the project I just launched today, and we uh, certainly would appreciate your support. Wow. Good for uh, that's yeah. awesome. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, Don, what do you have coming up? Anything? 
Oh, uh, yeah. Sit, sit. But I'm not going to tell you because I don't want you to know. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want Melania tracking him. Don, Don, you, Don, you make my whole week, man. Uh, we, this, this show makes my whole week. Ween Dog, what do you got? Go subscribe to the Joe Press show on YouTube, and that's it. Uh, McCorkle. I've actually got a documentary myself I'm uh, releasing. It's about uh, – Here we go. Yes, who? It's about Brendan Schaub. It's called uh, The Comedian <laughs> Who Killed Zero Times. So <laughs> it uh, will go along really well with Brendan's documentary. Oh, the comic so, who dies every night. The comic yeah. who dies. <laughs> that's six. We got in a clean uh, – a nice half dozen. Good Did you hear that when he came to Indianapolis, someone called in a bomb threat to the, to the comedy club he was performing at? Like That's they legit seven. did, and they were saying it's because he was going to bomb, and the people didn't get it, and they called the cops and oh had him come out God. with the dog and search, and it was so funny. So, oh, my God. Uh, I'm not going to say I had something seven. to do with that, but I'm not going to say I didn't either. So. So, <laughs> so fr- All right, so Friday, uh, right before you – Friday, October 23rd, I'm doing a live show from a club, uh, from Flappers, and you could stream it. You could uh, you could buy a ticket. It's only ten bucks. I'm doing I'm doing an hour set to get ready for my hour. Uh, so I'll be posting it. Follow me at Adam Comedian on Instagram and Twitter. Um, so yeah, so uh, this is, that's what I'll be doing. Uh, thank you guys so much. You guys are the best, and uh, have a great week. See you guys. Take care, guys. See ya. Tá, estou tão doido por amor, tá? Yeah, yeah.